श्री श्री गौरतनंद की जय गुरुवैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जय श्री चैतन्य चरितामृत की जय रामानंद संवाद की जय गोभक्तवृंद की जय at the request of Mahaprabhu, Ramananda Roy is speaking about Krishna Tattva. So as I mentioned in the last class, we had gone to a very high point of feeling and Mahaprabhu has brought the conversation down to one of philosophy. And so of course, these are feelings, feelings we are reading about, hearing about, that are very well-grounded in uh, in philosophy, this is a little different than most of the feelings of this world, where um, reason is often uh, uh, dispensed with, and um, love is not very wise. So, this is about love, feelings of love, and they're very wise, well grounded, well uh, uh, supported. Hmm? By um, by uh, revelation uh, a, uh, and uh, the philosophical implications of that that our lineage has played out for us in the form of their our charges siksha <clears throat> siksha and, and shastra the Goswamis are our shastra gurus the Chaitanya Charitamrita is our shastra it's not anybody else's Shastra necessarily, but it's ours. It's a, it's a particular interpretation of that which other people consider shastra. Hmm? Yeah, for example, the Bhagavatam is considered shastra by the Ramanujas, by the Madhvas, by the Nimbarkis, by the Advaitins, and so many others. Hmm? Um, Chaitanya Charitamrita is an example of of one of our texts. That that look at the Bhagavatam from a certain angle of vision, hmm? and um, so it becomes shastra for us because we want to convince the others that it should be shastra for them too. Because this angle of vision is is really to plumb the depths, for example, of the Bhagavatam. And as our lineage has pointed out, the Bhagavatam is the as the text itself says is the cream. Hmm? Shruti Sara may come. Sara means essence and it means cream, the essence of the milk. And um, and Shruti means the principal body of uh, revelation. Hmm? So this is the essence of it retold in a very palatable uh, form. Hmm? And churning that uh, cream essence into into butter and and the, the expan- and this is what our acharyas are doing i mean the bhagavatam itself is the cream and then our acharyas are well they're churning the cream and turning it into butter and then to ghee and so on and so forth so while many will see the bhagavatam as some type of nourishing spiritual milk we are finding cream and butter and ghee and all oh, such things within it as well hmm. So, 
Chaitanya Charitamrita, and within that, the essence of that, in one sense, very central to it is this uh, Ramananda Samvad. And here, in the, this point, in the discussion between Mahaprabhu and Ramananda, as I say, Mahaprabhu has has taken is has, has paused to take a deep breath and requested that as we ascend on this um, to the heights of love still ahead, let us have some firm footing. Like if you want to climb a mountain, you want to go to the next step, and you realize, well, we've got another we're pretty high up right now. Well, we can't go down. <laughs> and well, we still got to go up a little bit further, quite a bit further. So we look for some firm footing to take a step. Hmm. So here he asked, let us hear something about Krishna Tattva. And of course, Ramananda responded with a very um, comprehensive but very uh, basic verse on Krishna Tattva from Sri Brahma Samhita's fifth chapter, the very first verse, Ishvara Paramaha Krishna Satyarananda Vigraha Anadiradir Govinda Sarvakarana Karanam. We explained the implications of this verse. And um, uh, in brief, to reiterate, it largely, but very beautifully and very comprehensively, speaks about Krishna in terms of his being God in the way that most people think about God. The all-powerful one who's the cause of everything from whom the worlds come, who's the Ishwar, the controller, uh, Ishwara Paramakrishna. But of course it goes a little further, it has to. (laughs) Many will stop there. He's the Ishwar. He's the, he's the cause of all causes. Hmm. He's the origin of everything. Anadir Adir. Sarvakarna Karnam. Ishvara. He's Parama. Supreme. What else can you say about him? Hmm. Uh, what does he look like? Uh, don't go there. Hmm. Don't think like that. You cannot see him with eyes. He's not a... The answers uh, are vague, generally. Beatific vision, something. But But, uh, while speaking, as I say, about the Godhead in the way that most people and most religious traditions speak about the Godhead in relation to this world, the overseer, the controller, its cause, and so forth, He's the cause of the world, and the world is where it's at, and he's the cause. And so we should respect the cause, something like that. But it it cannot really speak about, um, we cannot really speak about the, the cause of all cause, the supreme controller, Krishna, without saying more. So a little more is said there, in, in, in the very name Krishna, in the word parama, but we explained something about the etymological significance of Krishna, who controls by bliss, by attractiveness, who 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 is irresistible. In that way, he controls by charm, by beauty, by bliss means by love, controlling by love. Um, this is not the picture you usually get 
uh, of God, even though he's said to be loving and all loving in many many traditions. Uh, so it's, it's there to some extent, but it's very much developed in the Krishna idea. And then the word Ishvara Parama Krishna Parama speaks about his Shakti. Hmm? Parama Krishna, possessed of extraordinary Shakti. This is speaking of his Swarup Shakti, in relation to whom he becomes most beautiful, he's, he's more fully understood, he's most charming. And so, so these things start to come out in this verse this higher side of the idea of God we find in Gaudiya Vaishnavism hmm? and um, in Hinduism in general as well. Of course, this is part of that in a sense. This is really the central idea of it or the high point of it. But um, Ishvara Paramakrishna, and what does he look like? Satchidananda, Bhigraha, he has a form of eternity, knowledge and bliss. This is a little abstract, perhaps, but a little more concrete than he, you know, he has no form. Or, and many people will, will limit him in that way, in the name of thinking that he should be unlimited and not have a form. They will limit him by saying he has no form, can't, no eyes, no ears, no tongue, can't speak, can't hear, can't see. Hmm. Um, but you know, the idea here is different. The form facilitates. As we heard last night, the form of Krishna is born in the heart of Radha's love for him. So Ishvara Parama is Krishna. Satchidananda Vigra. What does Satchidananda mean? We said it. Sat means doesn't, doesn't, not subject to transformation. So eternal. Chit means knowledge, self-luminous. Ananda means this means love. Hmm? So it's not so hard to to to, to grasp this. Uh, if we look at ourselves as consciousness rather than matter, then hmm? then if we say if we reason as we should that consciousness is is ontologically different from matter, therefore it's not um, a product of matter. It's not contingent upon any uh, material circumstances or arrangement for it to exist, then what we're really saying about consciousness is that it's eternal. That it has no beginning or end, like all material manifestations are here today, as we say, and gone tomorrow. Hmm. Um, and and we know that if someone is, has... It, 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 consciousness is knowing. There's no knowing without consciousness. And there's no caring without consciousness. So it's not a, such a stretch if we think about it that, well, to say that consciousness is is being, knowing, and loving, yeah, of course it is. Hmm? We only be, in a sense, because of consciousness in any meaningful sense, hmm? in any enduring sense. If we exist as a part of matter, then we don't endure ultimately. Because everything is in transformation, change. Sat means not changing, not being, not transforming, not undergoing a a, a inception, a birth, some duration, some giving off of byproducts of dwindling, vanishing. This is the way of the world. So, if consciousness is independent of matter, and there's of course good reasoning for that, and we've talked about that at different times. 
then then it exists. Hmm? So it's not in an enduring sense without change. So it's eternal. Hmm? Oh, so again, and it, and we only know because we have consciousness. I don't know. We can only care because we are we are consciousness. Matter can't do any of these things. So to say that God is eternity, knowledge, and bliss as the consciousness kind of source of ourselves as a unit of consciousness, it's very reasonable. Hmm? And that that will have a shape. Hmm? Shape by which it can express itself and so forth. So these things are all described in the, the verse. So it's a kind of a low-end verse, but even the low end is awfully high for within Gaudiya Vaishnavas. It's, it's speaking in a lower way about God, but you can't speak even about the lower way, way without touching on the higher elements. But from there, of course, now he's going to continue to talk about Krishna tattva, but now he's going to go from the general tattva about Krishna, describing Krishna, to describing Krishna in terms of rasa tattva. So we're going other side. Hmm? And this is, of course, where Gaudiya Vaishnavism really dwells and uh, excels and is, is, is preoccupied with. Hmm? And it's taught that the preoccupation with that done appropriately hmm, will bring about the uh, deliverance from the identification with matter and so forth that other processes are focused on without focusing on it directly but rather focusing on the higher end that um, lower side the necessity of our, for ourselves to be free from matter's influence to unite to have a relationship with Krishna will come about so he goes to kind of an abhideya tattva hmm um, we heard the Sambandha, Ishvara Parama Krishna, Sambandha, like who is Krishna? Hmm? He's the Ishwar, the controller of the world, the cause of the world. Sam Sambandha, conceptual orientation. And when you have a proper, according to your conceptual orientation, then you're going to act accordingly. So the, the action comes out of that. He speaks about it a little bit here, and, and we're going in the direction of description of Krishna from the point of view of rasa tattva, he'll go to the prayojan, hmm? kind of tattva description of, of Krishna. So he says what? Vrindabhane aprakrita nabhinu madana kam gayatri kam vijay janra upasana. He says that Krishna is the aprakrita nabhinu madana vrindabhane. Vrindabhane hmm? means what? In vrindabhan, Hmm? He is the Navina means like new, and new means fresh, like ever fresh, ever new, fresh. Hmm? Madana means hmm? Cupid. He's the new and ever fresh Cupid, but he's Navina, Aprakrita Navina Madana. Aprakrita means, Prakrita means. A material world. Aprakrita means looks like the material world, but it's not. Hmm? This is the 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 the, the uh, Naralila of Krishna, hmm? the human-like. We talked about this a little bit last night. The human-like form of Krishna, human-like leelas of Krishna. They look very similar to this world, hmm? 
but they're very different at the same time. I've given an example many times before that if there is to be intimacy between the finite and the infinite, the finite, infinite will have to take a finite-like appearance in order to make that possible. Hmm? Radharani is making that possible. And so he is the aprakrita navena madhana in Vrindavan. In Vrindavan, this Krishna, in Vrindavan, he wants to talk about right now. Not the Dwarka Krishna, Matura Krishna. That's Krishna also. But uh, Here he is in Vrindavan, he's the full face of, of the, the new Cupid. New Cupid means there's old Cupid. <laughs> and uh, Cupid's uh, position in his world is, is said to be one of invisibility because he tried to uh, distract Shiva from his meditation. And Shiva woke from his meditation and got perturbed by that. It's kind of an example of Gyan. Gyan and anger, they go together. Repression <laughs> can uh, make one angry, something like that. So, if if Gyan and as I said last night, um, it corresponds with detachment, then not having detachment, and you force that a little bit, and there's some some anger can come. So. Many Ganis we find in this scripture, they're, they're in Bhagavad scriptures, in the Bhakti Shastras, they're described, they're depicted like this. They've got all these extraordinary qualities of, of renunciation and detachment and dressed in ashes and living underwater and, and so many such things, but, the, but they're prone to anger. And, and easily, sometimes, angered. This, uh, Durvas, for example, in relation to Ambarish, the comparison is made between Gyan Gyan and Bhakti. Hmm? So, anyway, Shiva looked at him and with his anger he burned him. So he burned his body. So another name for Shiva, or the Cupid is Ananga, means without, without limbs. Ananga means limbs. So, of course, the problem is that that in trying to do away, this is the, in the teaching, in trying to do away with Cupid's influence, which is problematic, obviously, because it, it gives rise to, in, 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 in all of our senses, this is why calm, calm means desire, but it's more readily um, uh, rendered or explained and understood to be speaking of the uh, uh, sexual desire. Hmm. It's kind of like the nature of the desires that everything, with, with our different desires, we, we experience sense objects through the senses. Hmm. So you can desire to see something beautiful, and, and so you, the, the vista, you ask Juan, can you clear it? We can have the vista here. And Madhavan, so yes, yes, yeah, no problem. Hmm? There it is. And so you see with your eyes, oh, you hear something with the ears, but with in the sexual 
desire, then it's thought that it has the capacity to all the senses can be active. So it's like the king of desires, very consuming. Hmm? Uh, you can burn up in a fire of that. So Cupid lights you on fire. Hmm? And all of the senses become activated and excited. And there's a prospect hmm, in, in one pursuit that all of them can be satisfied. It's thought. Of course, they just burn and burn. <laughs> and the satisfaction never comes. Hmm? So this is, this is calm. Hmm? Cupid, problematic. He's, he, has, he has a bow. You've seen him with depicted even in the Western uh, art, so with, with a bow and arrows. You know, and this is Pushpabanaya. Hmm? Pushpabanaya. He has uh, like arrows. If someone is going to pull a bow and aim it at you, you're going to go, you know, try to get out of the way and hide from that. Hmm? But Cupid's arrows, no, they're like flowers. <laughs> I got shot with a flower. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so it's very dangerous. He's very dangerous. And he, in his five arrows, he has five arrows for the five senses. And they're all activated, awakened, enlivened at a prospect. This is the power of, uh, of Cupid. So... And if he if he if he's invisible, then oh, if he was to if, there's Cupid, watch out. You know, it's one thing. But now Shiva's burned him, and because he doesn't go away, he didn't go away. He became invisible. It means he became more dangerous. Now he can sneak up on you. You can't even see him, and he shoots his arrows, and you're finished. Hmm? So the point is what that by Gyan, you will not conquer, overcome. Hmm? That's not possible. By Gan, you may repress calm hmm? and you try to hold hold back and so forth, but you're not conquer over. Hmm? Indeed, it may, you may end up making the situation worse. You know? Shiva burned him, and now it's he become worse, become more dangerous with his anger. Now he become more dangerous. By contrast, of course, Krishna and his love leelas, Rasa Leela, is 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 uh, the great commentator of ancient time, Sridhar Swami has uh, referred to the Rasalila as what? Kambijai. Vijay means victory. Victory over Kam will be realized here. Where? <laughs> there? With a young boy in the night, with a beautiful harvest moon, playing a flute, and beautiful girls coming. Hmm? Calm will be overcome there. So he, he, yes, you have to understand this thing properly. He is the Brindavane, Aprakrita, Navuna, Madhana. Hmm? He is a new Cupid. Aprakrita means looks ordinary, but the setting is not. It's transcendental. It is extremely transcendental. Below Aprakrita, what do we have? We have Aprakrita knowledge. Below that comes what? Adhoksaja. Adhoksaja means 
This is very different. Like I said the other night, when Krishna was born of Mother Yasoda, she didn't think, oh my God, what planet is he from? My, my, my son is very extraordinary, very, I should respect him, something like that. No. Hmm. Not at all. He's very, very human-like. This is Krishna in Vrindavan. In Baikuntha, then there's very overtly extraordinary, different, transcendental. It's like if you live in the country your whole life as a hillbilly and go to Beverly Hills, those hills are different. (laughs) You know, there was a TV show, The Beverly Hillbillies. So they lived in Beverly Hills, but those hills were really different. The air of the streets were paved with gold. Hmm. So this is Vaikuntha, this is Adhoksaja, that plane of knowledge. The Aprakrita, it doesn't look like that. It looks like this place. Hmm. So it might be misconstrued, but really what it is is super transcendental. Hmm. And again, it is that what makes possible the intimate union between the finite and the infinite, to take on a finite-like appearance and a human-like appearance. And as again, we said last night, we were explaining, human life is, human form is the form for loving. Animals cannot love as completely as humans and neither can God. Hmm? For God, there's just, there's this big difference between himself and everybody else. So he's some kind of love. Agape, but here we have the transcendental eros, the full face of love. So the new, a new Cupid, and he's completely transcendental, and 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 fully capable of retiring this ordinary Cupid. When Cupid saw the setting of Rasalila, he thought, oh, this is, everything's all set up. I don't even have to shoot an arrow practically here. But calm was chased away entirely there. You look at the core of that. Love has a, has a, tends to camouflage itself and speak in a language of its own that only lovers can understand. This is the, this is Bhagavatam. When it speaks like a lover, one of the voices, the primary voice of the Bhagavatam in the tenth canto, a rasika voice, a voice of, uh, Parokshavad, um, indirect speech, layered with meaning and so forth. And you have to have saridam, a sympathetic heart, gained by good association to understand it, to enter into what's being said there. Hmm? Get the feelings. Hmm? So it's it's a camouflaging of itself. Therefore, If you want to understand that, you have to do two things. You have to study it very carefully in the book, Bhagavad, under the direction of the person, Bhagavad. Hmm. I mean, what to speak of understanding, what is Rasalila? Hmm. What are the feelings of Krishna? What are the feelings of Radha and Gopis in this? To enter into that and, and get a little glimpse of that. Hmm. And that by enter into this is what it's about to enter into what they feel like, how they feel, hmm? what they're what he's like actually, 
People read the Bhagavatam, they really don't care what Krishna's like. They want some knowledge about Krishna. They're even even devotees, they, they, to, to enter into this is very difficult. So I say, what to speak of entering this? People have difficulty entering into just what is bhakti? and What, what is the difference between bhakti and jnana? And they've been chanting for years and so forth. Hmm? This guidance, I was speaking on this one forum that Dalal created, and I was thinking, boy, oh goodness, man, these are just like basic topics, and people need some... Nothing could be more apparent than the, the fact that, that you know, he's quoting a book, he doesn't... The, the Gita doesn't know what it's talking about. He has his own idea of what it's talking about, and it's all completely wrong, and out of context, and so forth. So, so to enter into this, we need good guidance, and from a person who has a, some heart, some feeling for it, then it's possible some feeling for that can come in us. Hmm? And this is what you want. We have feeling and philosophy. So now we, we're in philosophy, and we're going there. Uh, the feeling is, is combined. He's going in that at that direction. Mm. Can't keep him down, so to speak. Just talk about tattva. Mahabha says, talk about Krishna tattva. Okay, here's one verse, and then we go up, start to go up again. It's still tattva. It's an abhideya tattva. He says, what? Vrindhavane, aprakrita, nabhino marana, and what? Kam, gayatri, kam, bije, yandra, upasana. So again, he gave the sambandha about Krishna. Ishvara, Paramakrishna, Satchirananda Vigraha, Adiradir Govinda, Sarvakarana Karanam. Then, once you have that orientation, then you want to serve that person. Hmm? Then, so that means Abhideya. So he says, Kam Gayatri Kambij. Kambij Jandra Upasana. This Aprakita Madana, Nabino Madana, Krishna in Vrindavan, who's the new Cupid, the transcendental Cupid, hmm? he is Pushpabhanaya. This is, he's, he's, he's Kamdev. Hmm? This is Samanda also. He, he, and he is Pushpabhanna. Pushpabhanaya. He has five arrows. Hmm? He can attract all the senses. Hmm? That is the difference between prem and calm. What is that? The difference between prem and calm. Calm is kamendriya pritibancha. Kamendriya pritibancha. Love of the senses that is calm. And Krishnendriya, the love of the senses of Krishna, that is prem. Says another, said another place in, by Narada, and, and Rupa has, Sri Rupa has drawn his verse defining bhakti from this. Rishikena Rishikesha Sevanam Bhakti Ruchate. Bhakti is when, with your senses, you serve the master of the senses, you please his senses. And when we look at Rasalila, when we look at gopis coming and Radha coming and so forth, it looks like they're, they're very selfish, coming to please their senses. Hmm. They're coming there because they know, Radha's coming there because she knows Krishna's being tortured. Hmm. He loves me. Hmm. And the setting is such that, he, I, that we can't meet 
but I'm going anyway. You want to I'm going, and others are going, just because he will be he will be pleased. So it's actually completely selfish. It's camouflage. It looks like one thing on the outside. That's to keep out ordinary people. That's to keep out devotees who don't like Vaishnavas, <laughs> who don't understand that Vaishnavism is to serve Vaishnavas and think we don't need any help. We just read the book. This is, like, this is the same phenomenon. When we were young and joined Prabhupada, then the translation is there, the purport is there. And you'd say, Here's the Bhagavad Gita. Please take it. I said, I'm only interested in the translation. We would meet people like that. I'm only interested in the translation. In other words, I want to read the translation myself and I'll get the meaning out of it. I don't want anybody to tell me what it means. Hmm? This will not help you. You cannot make progress in this line with that kind of, with that kind of thinking. They say, real men... Don't ask questions. But we need a new kind of real, a new kind of male. Hmm? This is required. A new kind of male hmm? to make progress in this line. Hmm? So this same idea, hmm? uh, it is, ex- is extended. You know, for example, I'll read Prabhupada's books. So I don't need anybody to help me. I'll, I'll read the same same misconception. Hmm? All the help we can get, we should, we should seek it out. Hmm? So, now to enter into that is, 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 is a grace. Hmm? If the sadhu will share his heart, then guhyamaketi prichati, then what, a, what an opening that is for us. What an opportunity. Hmm. So, anyway, here he, 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 he says what? That, that this Krishna is a Kamadeva. He has all the arrows of Cupid. He would defeat Cupid. Cupid in your life will be defeated by entering into this so comprehensively because not only will you just be doing away with Cupid in love, but you'll be finding love and wise love and so forth. And the means then is Kambij Kamagayatri Upasana. This is the way. To enter into the secret of what that we're to serve the Bhagavat, to read the Bhagavat under the guidance of a person Bhagavat, get some glimpse. That person will give us the share with us the Kambij and Kamagayatri. Then we do the Upasana means worship. That Vrindavan Krishna who is the Aprakrita Nabhina Madana, is worshipped by the Kambij and Kamgayat. Kambij is the, like, Rasa Swarup of, of Bijas, like Om, Ayim, Srim. These are all Bij mantras, seeds that uh, precede the mantra. So amongst all of them, then Kambij is the, is the, is the like Rasa Swarupa of all the Bijas, the fullest, and same with Kamgayatri. In relation, there are many types of Gayatri, so Kamgayatri is the Rasa Swarupa of, of, of Brahma Gayatri. 
Gayatri means that um, gonatrayate, that gona song, trayate, by which one will be delivered. It is said about Bhagavatam that it is Gayatri Basuruposo. It is a commentary on on the Gayatri, the meaning of Brahma Gayatri. It takes the Brahma Gayatri to its fullest implications, and that is Kam Gayatri. The full Rasa Swarup of the Brahma Gayatri is the Kam Gayatri. It is said in, I believe, Padma Purana that Brahma was performing a sacrifice and he needed a wife to assist him and it was some kind of a, I think he has a couple of wives so it was a difficult situation and, and he needed one quick and so he, he 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 grabbed one coward village girl and the whole village became upset except Brahma kidnapped one of our, our girls and uh, and so Vishnu intervened and said at some point then to make up for this I will take birth in your family in your lineage so they were satisfied. Of course, that's Krishna. He's an Abhira. He's partly Brahman and partly Vaishya. And then he's performed. His Leela course is going on forever, but there, and there's no time to this, but we have to speak about it in terms of time. So... So Gayatri Devi, the wife of Brahma, seeing the Rasalila, wanted to take part in that. Hmm. So she incarnated as Kam Gayatri. Hmm. So this is the full face of Gayatri Mantra. Hmm. The fullest that you can draw from that and directly stated. Hmm. And Kam Beej, the full face of the of 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 the of the beej. And this is used, this is for the apostle of Krishna said that the, this Gayatri, Kam Gayatri, is made of 24 and a half syllables. And each of the syllables is describing the form of Krishna. Hmm? They're compared to moons. 24 full moons and one half moon. Hmm? Each syllable represents one of the moons or the half moon. Kama Devaya the this was a, a, a confusion for Vishwana Chakravarti Thakur, who read in Chaitanya Charitamrita this very book, hmm, written by one of his predecessors, also, as he is ours, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. The, that, uh, it, later in the book, he explains the Gayatri Mantra in this way 24 syllables representing the 20, 24 and a half, 24 and a half moons, and one half moon. And, and corresponding with the form of Krishna, and and so by chanting it, you will you will experience the form of Krishna. Hmm? And and he thought he kept going over it, and he kept finding what twenty 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 five. Hmm. He found. I think he found twenty. Anyway, he 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 couldn't get the twenty four and a half out of it. And so he was very concerned because Kaviraj Krishna had written this and he thought he can't be wrong. 
And so he went to the banks of the Radha Kund and he prayed to Radha and uh, he wanted to, uh, maybe he took a vow to, he would give up his life if he couldn't support this and his, his the previous Acharya. And then Radha came to him in a dream and said, oh, you can find that in such and such book, in Sanskrit book of grammar. So he went there and sure enough it was described that when, when the syllable ya is uh, followed by vi, then it is to be the two syllables are turned into a, well, it's just, it's to be uh, rendered as a half syllable, so twenty four and a half. So he, so he was very happy with that, and uh, he wrote something about that. Hmm? And so the moon. So there's, there's ten fingernails. That's ten moons. Hmm? Full moons on Krishna's Krishna's body. Ten toenails. That's twenty. Hmm? Twenty moons. Then there's this moon, one cheek, another moon, twenty-two moons. Hmm? And then the whole face is twenty-four moon. And then there's a dot of musk on Krishna's face. Is it? What do we say? Ten, <laughs> twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. The dot is twenty-four, and this is a half moon. His forehead. Is a half moon, twenty-four and a half. So, by chanting all the civil syllables of the Gayatri, Krishna will manifest like this, and he will appear like this, twenty-four and a half moons. It means the moon. One moon is enough, but he's he's he is Kalchandra. Hmm? Kalchandra is a very nice name. Hmm? It's very Zen, the black moon. It's not speaking about the dark moon night, when there's just, what, a sliver, or you can't see the moon at all, perhaps. Hmm? No, it's talking about the full moon being black. How can the full moon be black? Hmm? You have to think about that. It's a cone. Hmm? Kalchandra, the black moon. Hmm? It, 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 it means, of course, that he is, he is a different moon, like he's a different Cupid, the new Cupid. He's a new moon. He makes... The full moon look black. That's one way of thinking about it. He is so effulgent. He makes the effulgent, bright full moon at night look black in comparison. Of course, in black, he's black and beautiful. Sham Sundara. Hmm? Like, like, a, like a black, bluish sapphire. Hmm? Very effulgent at the same time. Hmm? So this, he says, this, this is the mantra then, the, the, the beej and the mantra, hmm? uh, the Gayatri, for worshipping him. Hmm? So this, this tattva about Krishna, he's, speak, he's going in the direction of, as I say, Abhideya tattva, and speaking about Krishna from the point of view of, of rasa tattva. He's not speaking anymore about Ishwar, Anadiradir, Sarvakarna Karnam, the cause of all causes. This is he's left us behind now. Going to the other side, the other world side. Of course, it's very beautiful because the other world side he's talking about, that if we become preoccupied with, hmm, then our preoccupation with this world will will dissolve naturally and happily. It's like if you can't beat them, join them. Offering a superior idea. Hmm. It's similar to the idea that we have. 
we want to love, but well, where will we repose our loving propensity? Oh, well, we will get rid of the old Cupid, we will bring a new Cupid. Hmm? He has flower arrows too. Hmm? Pushpa Banyaya Dhimahi, let us meditate on him. Hmm? He is the Lord of Kam, Kam Dev. He is not just Kam, but Kam Dev. Hmm? He means he's the, the master of desire. Hmm? He's and 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 he's worshipped in meditation. Hmm? How we meditate on him? Just in this in the context of this Raslila, Pushpa hmm? the Diralita, Krishna, this kind of lover. Pushpa Banaya Dimahi Tanunanga Ananga Prachodaya. This is the Prayojan. Hmm? Anangam. I said that we said Cupid is without body, he's a transcendental Cupid. So these are all names of Krishna found in Kama Gayatri. Kamadev, Pushpabanaya, Anangam. Hmm? Uh, so then he what he he continues. Where are we here? Uh, um, He says, Purusha Joshit Kiva Stavara Jangama Sarvat Chitta Kashaka Sakshat Manmata Manmataha. So he's continuing along these lines, describing the Aprakadanabhina Madana, the transcendental new Cupid. He says, The very name Krishna means that he attracts even Cupid. He is therefore attractive to everyone, male and female. But he goes on. Cupid's attractive to male and female, or he attracts male to female. Hmm? So he attracts males, he attracts females hmm? in human society. <laughs> but we have a transcendental Cupid here. Hmm? How is he different? Not only does he attract all men and women, hmm? but... Stavra, stavra Jangama. Hmm? Sarva Chitta. Akashaka Sakshat Manmata Manmata. Hmm? He is fully and directly the captivator. Well, he captures, he kept, as Cupid captivates men and women, he can do that. Hmm? But he also captivates things that don't even move. The non-moving living entities hmm? and the moving ones means not humans. Cupid's restricted to human society. Hmm? He, doesn't, he doesn't affect the lower species of life. They have this animal attraction, but it's not the same hmm? as loving. He's not... He, 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 he's... He's not required there. What to speak of amongst non-moving things, like causing one tree to fall in love with another. <laughs> hmm? no. So Cupid has this domain in human society. But this transcendental Cupid, he can attract men, he can attract women, he can attract moving living entities, means 
less complex forms of life. Non-moving living entities, still less complex, further down the food food chain. It's, it's, it, he, he can attract the minds of everyone, he says. Indeed. Sakshat manmata manmata. He attracts Cupid himself. <laughs> Cupid himself retires in his presence. Calm desire that's fueling the samsara and our material existence. It retires completely. This didn't happen next to Shiva. He became more dangerous. Right? He became un- un- unleashed and visible in the world. And more. No, next to Krishna, he's, he's, he's charmed. Cupid, the charmer of everyone, he's charmed. This is his uh, Krishna Tattva description, the truth about Krishna. Then he quotes a verse from Bhagavatam that was as was cited earlier on. Hmm? So the same uh, words are used that he spoke in Bengali. Now he's giving the Bhagavatam reference in Sanskrit. Sakshan manmata manmata. He's directly the the uh, transcendental Cupid. He can has the power to, to to captivate Cupid, and it describes him as we 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 discussed this earlier when this verse came up. This is Krishna just after the he he disappeared from the Sarpunim Rasalila. With Radha, then he disappeared from Radha. Then the gopis went to the bank of the Jamuna. They performed kirtan. Krishna saw their separation. Then he shyly came out from behind the tree and tried to make light of what he had done. Hmm? And and he put his pitamba around his neck. It's a sign. Tie a yellow cloth around his neck. It's this cultural. Uh, thing. <laughs> Should we stop doing that to spread Krishna consciousness? No. <laughs> it means he's a little, little remorseful and he had a little smile on his face like, you know, you know he was bad or so it seemed, but he wanted to make, make light of it. And he appeared by Yoga Maya's arrangement extremely beautiful. At this time, extreme. So this is a description of him. Very beautiful. Of course, Sukadev speaking it, and as I said earlier, he's a little peeved with Krishna because Sukadev, Sukadev, of course, is was Atmaram, Brahmabhuta. He had realized the self, but then he heard the Bhagavatam. So Brahmabhuta Prasanatma, Bhaktim Labate Param. He got. He heard Bhagavatam. He got bhakti. Hmm? He got par- bhaktiam labate param. Param bhakti. So he didn't get mixed with gyan, bhakti that would take him to sayuja, but he got bhakti that took him to prem. Hmm? You can say, oh, he would have got shanta rasa. True. But he had association. And shanta rasa is the one stai, the one dominant emotion it can change. We were talking the other day that, that Stai Bhav doesn't change. Krishna honors that. 
what, what it means. One has developed a dominant emotion for Krishna, loves Krishna, then this is perfect. This is perfection. There's no changing that. That's to be worshipped. Even Krishna worships that. Hmm? Mahaprabhu worshipped whoever had the stayibhav. That That's very nice. That I won't try. I try to convert everybody. But if I find a Ram Bhakta who has stayibhav for Ram, then I pay my obeisances to that. Hmm? But Shantarasa, it's a little bit like fence sitting. In Shantarasa, there's there's not some interest in Krishna's form, but but not much interest in his qualities or leelas. But it is a rasa, but it can be changed by association. So, what kind of association you got? Hearing from Bias, the Bhagavatam. Um, so Sukadeva becoming a gopi. Hmm. He's speaking the Bhagavatam and tasting the Brajrasa, speaking to Brikshit Maharaj, and he's entering into the this gopi Bobby, a little pissed off with Krishna, excuse me. <laughs> he, he left them. How could you do that? Hmm? So he refers to him by this name, Chauri. It refers to yes, his, his Chatriya side, the Chatriya side of Krishna's lineage hmm. from his father. His father is Parjanya. Parjanya was one of the sons. Devami, what was it? Uh, who was the other one? Um, Vasudev's son. Uh, Vasudev. Anyway, uh, the, 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 mm, the Parjanya married a Vaishya hmm. and you know, there's, a, there's a little... Anyway, a mixture. <laughs> so, therefore, he's called. It's it's fair to call Krishna Vrindavan uh, Yadunath hmm? in light of that. Hmm? Although we tend not to think of him as the uh, member of the Yadus, but as the bridge Basi. So anyway, he refers to him Chauri in terms of this. Kshatriyas are a little harder in their nature, not Vaishyas are a little softer. No. He's saying, who's hard-hearted, how you could do this. Of course, the gopis will ask why you did this. That's what we want to know. And they try to trap him. They try to trap him by saying, there are different kinds of lovers. Which one are you? Of course, he's very, very clever. So he he gives, I've already explained it, he gives a very beautiful answer. And ultimately he says, actually, the reason I left you is, is because... I wanted to see your love increase, and seeing it now, I, w- I have to dedicate myself to 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 glorifying that love everywhere. And Gopis thought, "Huh, we thought he didn't love us, and the fact is, he loves us more than we love him." Hmm? So immediately they softened, and so this verse describing him this time. Hmm. Uh, most beautiful depiction, it's thought, of, uh, of Krishna. Hmm. And then he says a nice thing. Again, now the third time this has been brought up in Chaitanya Charchamrita. Nana bhaktir rasamrita nana virahai seshab rasamrita vishayasrai Each and every devotee has a certain type of 
love for Krishna. Hmm? Certain stai, rasa. But all transcendental relationships, in all the, he says, in all these transcendental relationships, the devotee, one way of translating, the devotee is the ashray and Krishna is the vishay. So they all have different relationships. They're all good. Hmm? And in all of them, the devotees represent the embodiment of love and Krishna, the object of love. It can also be understood. Krishna is rasa and rasika, so he he also tastes rasa. Hmm? And he is the object of rasa from his own perspective. Hmm? And then he quotes, you know, he went, he's going further in rasa, now he's going to quote, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindha, Kila Rasamrita Muti, this first verse of Rupa's book, Sri Rupa's book about Rasa, about Bhakti Rasa, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, the ocean of Bhakti Rasa. This is the opening verse he will cite to establish that Krishna, hmm, to establish what he has just said in Bengali from his book of evidence, Rupa Goswami, our Shastra, that Krishna is the object, the perfect object of love. All the devotees embody different kinds of love, and Krishna is the perfect object of love. He is the Vishai of Rasa, Vishaya Lambana. Hmm. Do you understand? Hmm. So we run out of time tonight, so we'll come to that and discuss this verse from. Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu in our next setting. Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai, Sri Rai Ramananda Ki Jai, Gauranga Mahapu Ki Jai, Ramananda Sambad Ki Jai. Any question? Welcome. Good to have you. <laughs> okay, we'll stop there. Sri Sri Gauranga Mahapu Ki Jai, Gaud Premanandi. Oh.